Hey everybody, happy Saturday evening, night, I have no idea these days in the world. On today's show, I speak to Mr. Isaacs again. We talk WWE Raw going to TV 14. Madison Rain now part of AEW, plus my guest topic of the choosing. What will they choose? I do not know. Let's find out. And please welcome back my guest, Mr. Isaac. How are we today? Good, my man. I am ready for round three here with the magician and the magic of wrestling podcast. I'm thrilled to be here, my man. Thank you so much for having me. Thanks for obviously being here. So, yeah, as you mentioned, this is obviously round three. Uh, you've been on here a few times, but of course, you're always welcome on the show. How's your week been? Had a good one? It's been good, man. It's been a rough few weeks. We've dealt with some illness around here, but uh, we're back on the mend and uh, everything seems to be smooth sailing moving forward. So I'm happy about that. Awesome. Awesome. Everything's uh, good across the pond over there, too. Yeah, it's not too bad. Obviously, the weather's been really, really bad. It's quite cool today. So, you know, we're still going. How much rest have we managed to watch? What's that? How much rest have we managed to watch this week? Uh, I watched Raw, I watched SmackDown, I watched Dynamite and Rampage. That's my usual four. <laughs> um, sometimes I go outside of that, watch a little New Japan or something like that, but uh, I watched the core four this week. The core four, I like it, I like it. <laughs> what we, <laughs> and what would we say the best show was? Um... I think it's kind of a tie between Dynamite and Raw, to be honest with you. I thought Raw was really good. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, obviously, we're going to talk about Raw. Joseph Graham, what is going on, my man? Welcome to the show. Hey, what's up, man? So, yeah, obviously, for part one, we always call it. It's called the Magic Weekly. And our first topic of the day is now we you obviously mentioned Raw there. Now they've obviously gone to TV 14. What do we reckon to this? I love this. I think this is a great move. I think the PG era um, had a lot of great moments, but uh, it was time for it to go. I mean, it's just the, the pandering to children was just a little much. I, I got a little tired of every character on the show acting like a child. <laughs> so I'm just kind of ready to see some. <laughs> A little more adult content. I mean, we don't have to have full attitude era here, but, um, you know, I I at least like for people to act like an adult, especially when they're supposed to be fighters on television. Um, so I, I think this is a good thing. I think this is going to spark some interest. I think uh, the Internet fans are going to love it. I think the casuals are going to be more interested now. Um, I think it's a good move all around. I'm, I'm excited for it. Yep, absolutely. Do you think we'll see much changes, obviously, within WWE Raw, or do you think it'll be like little things over time? It's going to be little things over time. I mean, they're not going to do anything drastic here. They're just going to kind of loosen the reins a little bit and, uh, you know, see where it goes from here. Maybe not put as many chains on their talent, let them say and do what they want to do. And like I said, they're, they're going to make characters seem more badass. Um, they're not going to act like children as much. I think we're going to see a lot less like childish skits. <laughs> um, we're, we're just I think things are going to change and I think it's going to change for the better I think it's much needed change um, you know let's be honest Vince McMahon was a great promoter he spent many many decades in this business building it and we would not have this business today without Vince McMahon but 
every company passes by its founder. I mean, it happens. You know, Microsoft left Bill Gates. Mm-hmm. Uh, Steve Jobs eventually left Apple. Jeff Bezos is kind of being left in the dust at Amazon. And Vince McMahon is being left behind at WWE. It's just kind of the natural progression of business and the natural progression of life. So I think it's going to be a very positive thing. Yep, absolutely. What do you reckon? We obviously now Triple H, obviously like in charge a little bit. Do you think we're in for a lot of changes and stuff? Yes. And what I'm hoping for, I am really hoping that we get some of that sweet spot 2014 to 2017 booking uh, that he did in NXT because that was fantastic. I love that era of the black and gold NXT, and uh, I hope that we see a little more of that. And I think we're going to. Because we saw Karrion Cross come back last night on SmackDown. Um, so I I think we're moving that direction. We're moving in a better direction. Yeah, we shall definitely see. So before we get into our next topic, I just want to run some here. Yes, this is true. If this video gets 100 views, I'm doing the next week's show with no shirt on. You've heard it Dude, here. I tell you, that that's you shouldn't have told me that because I'm going to get every friend and family member imaginable and I'm going to watch the video myself 50 times. So it's going to happen, man. It's going to happen. We're going to see what happens next week. I'll be tuned in. I shall definitely see Mike's calendar as well because I, off the top of my head, I have no idea where the guest is, but we shall see. You've heard it there. <laughs> so the next topic is now Madison Rain is now part of AEW. I really was a bit surprised with this. What do we, what's your opinion on this? Yeah, I was kind of surprised by this too because I mean she's uh she's married to Josh Matthews, right? Who uh, uh yeah, as far as I know is still a, a kind of a big name within Impact. Uh, I think he was kind of running their production. Um, so I'm kind of surprised by this. Um, I like Madison Rain. I, I don't have any issue with her being in AEW. I've always enjoyed her over the years. Um, I saw that they were hiring her kind of as like a mentor for the female talent, which. I'm not sure how I feel about that. I mean, I, I like Madison Rain. I don't think she's really like, I mean, she's not like an exceptional wrestler. I think she's decent. Uh, so I'm kind of a little surprised by that. But I mean, I, I guess just being a veteran in the business as a whole, maybe can get some of the younger town a little more acclimated with uh, the business and uh, being on television. Maybe she's really good at the production side of it. Um, but we'll see. I, I hope that she can uh, kind of help improve the culture around there and, uh, maybe get some of the younger stars to come out of their shell a little bit. Yeah, absolutely. Joseph Graham says uh, she's going to be a good coach for the women. Yeah, I, I can ki- Yeah, I can kind of agree with that because obviously the women's division has come under a lot of scrutiny. What do you think she'll obviously bring to the women's division, apart from the experience? Well, I mean, she's been on television a lot over the years. I mean, she was uh, part of the beautiful people in TNA for a very long time. Um you know, like I said, I, I think she even did commentary for a while with uh, with her husband, Josh Matthews and Impact. So, I mean, she's got some production experience. I don't know if she has any creative, if she's dabbled in that at all, but uh, she's been behind the scenes. She's done a lot of behind the scenes stuff outside of just in the ring. So I, I think that she's going to bring that experience to AEW to try to help these girls get a little more acclimated to being on television and building characters. Yeah, I mean, I think that really sums it up pretty well. Now, the last topic is now it's called Topic of Your Choosing. This is where you get to talk about anything you want in wrestling. What do you want to talk about? Well, last time I was on your show, Liam, I, I said that Vince McMahon's days were numbered. I don't know if you remember that or not, but I said that. 
You did. I remember it very, very well, and you actually called that. So Shortly thereafter, he was gone. I knew it was going to happen. I knew it was going to happen. Now, we've already kind of talked about it a little bit, but I was just going to kind of talk about the transition from Vince McMahon to Triple H. Um, you know, we're kind of getting rid of that old school 1990s booking, um, kind of antiquated thinking of over-the-top characters acting like children, uh, goofy stuff, um, you know, pie in the face, <laughs> that kind of crap that you used to see on SmackDown <clears throat> all the time. I'm glad we're going to move away from that. I am. I, I'm ready to go to kind of more of a logically booked wrestling program that's actually mm-hmm. aimed towards adults. Um, I think that's going to be a much better product in 2022. And uh, like I said, all the respect in the world for Vince McMahon, but I am glad to see a new era and and to see us kind of move on. Yeah, absolutely. Do you think he'll take so- still be a part of obviously WWE in some way, or do you think he'll take a fully step back, retired feet up kind of guy? Well, as far as I know, he still owns the majority. I, I think he still owns slightly over 50% of the company. Um, so he's going to be involved at least in some of the business affairs. Um, I, I'm, I don't think he's going to be actively involved on the show anymore. Um, so yeah, I mean, he'll just be kind of behind the scenes going to shareholder meetings, that kind of stuff. But, uh, I think as far as creative goes and actually making decisions on behalf of the company, I think he's done with that. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that's a good thing to end for part one. Now, last time you were here, we did a question time WWE special. The response for it was pretty, pretty good. So what we're going to do today, we're going to do the same thing. However, it's going to be an AEW special. Very, very exciting. Let's see what the (laughs) internet has in store for AEW. Yeah, absolutely. here. So just to get a little feedback for people listening. So these questions have obviously been asked by people online from the wrestling community. So I'll put them all into a long little list and Mr. Isaacs is going to answer them. Sound good? Sounds amazing. So the first question is, what is your opinion on AEW wrestler Dan Housen? (laughs) (laughs) You know, I I think he's a funny guy. Um, I'm a a big listener to Cornette's podcast. And I think it was funny for a while when they were reviewing the cameos that he was doing for people. I don't know if you ever heard any of that. I have not. He's just got that. He's got that goofy voice with the inflection and, uh, Hey, and has it very evil. Yeah. You know, it's just, it's very goofy. It's cartoonish. You know, he's got the goth face paint on. looks like he's from a black metal band from Sweden. (laughs) Um, I mean, I, to be totally honest with you, I haven't seen him wrestle that much. I've seen him wrestle a couple times that he was on AEW, and I think maybe once in Ring of Honor. I mean, he's good, but I kind of think they're using him the way that he should be. I think a joke comedy character should kind of be like an enhancement talent. Like, I don't think that he should go for a title. I don't. I think he should be funny. I think he should be entertaining, and I think he should put over heels. I, I think that's what his primary purpose should be, and I, I think that's what they're doing with him. Yeah, absolutely. But obviously, with AEW, they've obviously got Orange Cassidy, who's obviously like kind of like a comedy character. Do you think these conflict in a way a little bit? A little, yeah. But I, I, I like the way Dan Housen is booked better than Orange Cassidy because I, I don't like the Orange Cassidy gimmick. I, I think it's ridiculous. Um, I think he's a good wrestler. Mm-hmm. Like I think if you strip away the the stupid. I'm going to throw fake kicks in a real fight and then let them punch me in the face routine. <laughs> they would just get half <laughs> mad. I think that he would be really impressive. Um, I just don't like that gimmick. I never have liked it. 
I don't think they're going to move on from it because, I mean, he pretty much is over. I mean, he gets a pop from the crowd when he comes out, so I don't think they're going to change anything about it. But I prefer the way Danhausen is booked over how Orange Cassidy is booked. Yeah, absolutely. I think that really sums that question up. So the next one is, will AEW be able to compete with WWE? Um, It depends on what the questioner's definition of compete is. <laughs> if they mean coexist, then yes. Mm-hmm. I think they will. I don't think they'll ever beat WWE. And I think we kind of discussed that on one of our older shows that we did together. You know, it's hard to beat a company that has like a 40 year head start. Um, Yeah. They are so ingrained in popular culture that when you think professional wrestling, you think WWE. When someone doesn't know anything at all about professional wrestling, they'll call it WWE because that's what they think it is. Um, It's just hard to, it's hard to, gain ground whenever a company has ingrained themselves that much into popular culture. So I don't, I don't think it's possible that AEW can beat WWE. I think it's possible to coexist. I think it's possible to chip away at the ratings over a long period of time. It's going to have to be a long-term strategy, uh, which I think that Tony Khan probably has. He's a young yeah. man. He's got a lot of money. I think he's got a long-term strategy here to kind of chip away over the course of many years. Don't think he's ever going to fully beat them though. Um, but I do think he'll coexist. So again, it kind of depends on what your definition is of beat them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, we'll probably expand on that question next time. So next one is is AEW scripted like WWE? <laughs> I <laughs> no, love these. Totally real. Totally real. Now, of course, it's it's scripted in a sense of uh we're we're picking the winners, we're picking the losers, we're choosing the storylines. It's not scripted in the sense of I don't think they're literally verbatim writing out every single word that the person is saying when they go on the microphone. So, uh, again, it kind of depends on what they mean by that question. I would assume that they probably mean, is AEW real? Yeah. And no, it's not. (laughs) It kind of reminds me of, uh, you know, when I was a kid on the playground way back 100 years ago, um, kids thought that NWA was real and WWF was fake. You know, WWF isn't real, but the NWA, that's real. Ric Flair is the real world champion. Um, it kind of reminds me of that question. But, uh, so. Yeah. I just want to point out that they're only going to get worse from here, by the way. Some of oh, these yeah. questions are I'm absolutely sure. ridiculous. <laughs> so the next one is, what should AEW learn from Impact Wrestling? Uh, don't overhype things. <laughs> I think it's probably a, a don't hot shot your booking and don't overhype things. Um, you know, I heard Conrad Thompson one time make a joke about uh, Dixie Carter's uh, announcements. Uh, big announcement. This is earth shattering. We just re-signed Crimson. <laughs> like, okay. I mean, <laughs> I, you know, Crimson's cool and all. Like, I don't have an issue with him, but, you know, is that really an earth shattering life-changing, life-altering announcement. Um, and there was a lot of examples like that over the years and the, the hot shot booking. Uh, I don't know if you remember the August 1st warning. Do you remember that, Liam? I vaguely remember it. You might have to enlighten me a little bit. So so they had this guy that was always, uh, you know, he kind of had the, the, the darkened out room and he was wearing a mask and he had the voice changer and he was like, August 1st warning, warning, August 1st. <laughs> <laughs> and then like when the show actually happened it was like tito ortiz the mma fighter walked out and gave like this weird menacing stare to everybody in the ring and it was like yeah, 
the August 1st surprise is here. I remember that, and I actually remember that. And now I've, I've completely remember how much of a big flop it was because you just stood there like that. It was horrible. I think he was around for a week or two after that, and then he vanished, and that was it. Yeah, absolutely. I think the interesting thing is it was like to pump up Rampage Jackson match in Bellator, and it turns out the match didn't even go ahead. So I waste. Waste yeah, time it that just was... never even happened. I mean, if it did happen, Rampage probably would have killed him anyway. So, but yeah. no, that, it was just it was a big waste of time. It was when Spike was trying to integrate Bellator with the Impact to kind of cross pollinate the fan bases, and nobody cared, and it was awful. And yeah, so I just don't want to see Tony Khan go down that route <laughs> of kind of overhyping uh, things that are maybe Discovery is trying to push them to do. Um, you know that it's just not going to go over well with the fan base. So hopefully yeah. they don't they don't do that. So you mentioned they're obviously overhyping things. Do you think like media and social media kind of does that a little bit? Because obviously everybody, as soon as like some happens like that, there's like names just get thrown through the mud a little bit. Yeah, I mean it. It kind of works both ways. Um, you know they'll they'll hype somebody coming back and then they'll simultaneously take a shit on somebody coming back. <laughs> so it, it kind of the negativity and the positivity kind of balance themselves out a little bit. Um, I mean, you can look at it every week. They're like, Johnny Gargano is going to join AEW. Well, Johnny Gargano shouldn't join AEW because he's too small and, and he, he works that antiquated indie style that nobody wants to watch. Well, Johnny Gargano should join AEW because he's great. He's a tremendous wrestler. And it's just kind of just, I, I think the hype kind of goes both ways, honestly, anytime that there's a rumor that's thrown out there. Yeah, I fully agree with that. So, next question is, and now I actually want to know the answer to this one. Why did CM Punk join AEW but not WWE? <laughs> well, whoever asked that question needs to go back to the Art of Wrestling podcast with Colt Cabana. They need to go to 2014. I think it came out literally on Thanksgiving Day, if I remember correctly. Um, it lays it all out there. Uh, you know, Punk gave his infamous interview about... Uh, the issues with Dr. Ramon with the WWE and uh, ended up getting sued for it. Him and Colt Cabana both did. Then they had a falling out because Colt Cabana sued CM Punk. And yeah, so he, I don't think he's ever, ever, ever going back to WWE. Uh, not even for a Hall of Fame. I re, I'd be very surprised if he ever had any any uh, contact with them ever again. Yeah, I fully agree. Did you see the interview when he got asked about with Naomi and uh, Sasha Banks? Yes. What yes. Did you it, it, was, it was at the uh, the Comic Con, right? I yes. think there were some AEW wrestlers. Uh, you know, I mean it's it's vintage punk. <laughs> like he's always kind of the, the rebel against the WWE system. Um, you know, I I understand where he's coming from when he says that. Um but at the same time, Lesnar did walk out and then he came back and he was there by the time the show ended. So he may have actually shown back up before the show even went on the air. We don't know for sure, and I don't think it's ever come out. Um, but I I can kind of see the similarity, but I, I think it's a little off. I know he was kind of trying to make it like they're they're playing favorites. I mean, let's be honest. Brock Lesnar's a million-dollar talent. They are going to play favorites. That's just kind of the market. Um, that's business. So, I mean, what, what can you say about that? Um, but I see where he's coming from. And I understand that uh, he's not a WWE guy. He's very critical of the business practices. He's not quite Ryback, 
but <laughs> he's kind of one step below Ryback on the WWE critic chain. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So FN Wrestling just says here, I think Mr. Isaac will be a good permanent co-host. It's, fun- <laughs> it's, it's funny you say that, FN Wrestling, because I am actually trying to work with Mr. Isaac to get the show like a regular once a month thing because it's really enjoyable. But yeah, I'm man, and, and I appreciate the vote of confidence there, Mr. Uh, F and Wrestling. Um, I, I have a lot of fun doing these, and uh, you know, I'll definitely come on anytime I'm available for, for any of the shows on this network, and for Liam specifically, he's my pal, and uh, I like it, man, but I, I appreciate the vote of confidence. I'm glad you're enjoying the show. Yeah, absolutely. So the next question is, should WWE actually be worried about AEW? Um... That's kind of a loaded question. I, I would say probably not in the sense of that. I don't think they're going to go out of business because of AEW. Um, and again, this is kind of something we talked about before. WWE has the casual audience. AEW has the hardcore audience. Um, I'm not sure how much of the casual audience even is aware of AEW's existence, to be honest with you. So uh, unless the casuals start flocking to AEW, I don't think, that they're going to be on WWE's radar as far as a business entity is concerned. Uh, I think WWE, I don't believe, is ever worried about TNA back in the day. I don't think they're worried about AEW now. Um, you know, who knows? That could change, but I think things would have to really, really go south with the WWE business-wise. I just don't think it's going to happen. I mean, with the Saudi Arabia deal, with the international television deals, with uh, merchandising and, and the large television deal we have domestically here, they're they're raking money hand over fist. They're making more money than they ever have in the past couple of years. Until their bottom line starts shrinking, I don't think they're going to worry about anybody. Yeah, I think that's the actual thing. I mean, as you mentioned earlier on, they've got like a way much history, obviously, on everybody else. So, yeah, we can't really see them like being overtaken. But you never know. Wrestling's a funny thing. Uh, you know, never say never, right? I mean, that's what they say in the wrestling business, right? Never say never. But I... I think it would be unlikely. Yep. It, we shall definitely see, though. Oh, it's possible. Now, the next one, and I can't believe somebody hasn't asked this, but we're going to ask it anyway. What's the difference between AEW Dynamite and AEW Dark? I'm going to be kind of cheeky here with this answer. Um, I would almost say that AEW Dark is non canonical. <laughs> so like what happens on dark kind of stays on dark you know it's like what happened in vegas stays in vegas right so like nothing on dark really seems to affect the actual televised product of dynamite and rampage uh but no seriously dark is a youtube show it's used to kind of showcase up and coming talent talent that they're thinking about signing kind of seasoning some of the talent that they currently have it's kind of like your shotgun Saturday night that WWE had like 20 some years ago. Uh, <laughs> I don't watch it very often. Maybe once every couple of months, I'll catch an episode of dark, but uh, you know, that's the difference. Rampage and uh, dynamite are the, the heavy hitters. They're canonical. They're the ones that actually produce the story that, that rolls from week to week. Um, Dark's just kind of there just to give them a, a pool of talent. That's seasoned to kind of pull from when they need to. Yep. So obviously, I've got an extra question for this one: dark and dark elevation. Would you combine the both? Yes, I would. Uh, I I think it's kind of redundant to have both of them. Um, 
I, I've looked at their numbers on YouTube and they do pretty good numbers. I mean, they do anywhere from a hundred thousand to 500,000 viewers, depending on who they have on the show. Um, I kind of think they should combine them. I, I know that here lately dark has been in the, it's been in the old impact zone. I know we were talking about TNA in, in relation to AEW. They actually went to universal studios in Florida and they're literally using the old impact zone for dark. Um, and I believe Elevation is taped on site of wherever Rampage is, typically. So that's a little bit of a difference between the two. But honestly, I think it's a bit redundant. I think I would just use one or the other. But then again, they have like a million people on their talent roster. So you know, yeah, maybe, maybe there's enough juice in the tank to have both shows. Who knows? Who knows? But if you could make one change to one of these shows, what would it be? To Rampage or Elevation? Yes. Um. I would probably take Elevation and mix it with Dark and just have them do the studio recordings down in um, in Tampa at Universal Studios. That's probably or in Orlando or wherever that is. That's probably what I would do. I think it would be a cost saver. Um, they could film way in advance, um, not have to worry about maintaining the timeline of well, we we got to do this this week because we're doing this on the exact same night on Dynamite. I think that would be the change that I would make. I would fold both of those shows into one and I would have them all done in a studio um, because that way the wrestlers get to perform in a more intimate environment and they get to be exposed to uh, post-production a lot more like, uh, you know, slicing the show up and uh, putting it in the segments. And I, I just think it would be more of a hands-on learning experience for a lot of the younger talent than just putting them on the big show like an hour before Dynamite. No, I, I fully agree with that. And it's funny you mentioned that because I actually said the same thing a few weeks ago, combine them both and like exactly what you've just said. So that's kind of impressive. Well done on that one. Yeah. So the Great next one is. Like. <laughs> <laughs> yes, absolutely. So moving on, should Jim Ross be replaced on AEW Dynamite? No, I don't think so. Um, you know, they're already kind of sort of having him take a step back. Um, you know, as, as we could see, he's only hosting the second hour of Dynamite now. And I think it's just because he's getting old, man. He's he's getting fatigued. He's not wanting to do the entire show. And to be honest, if he does a whole two-hour show, he starts to get a little grumpy. Mm -hmm. but, uh, I think it's kind of funny. I think it's kind of funny to hear him take the piss out of the booking and, and uh, get onto the referees for not doing what they're supposed to be doing in the ring. <laughs> I do think that's pretty, <laughs> I think it's pretty funny to hear him do that. But uh you know, I, I think that this kind of step back a little bit is good for him. I think it's cool that the uh, that the Oklahoma fight song hits at the top of the hour and he comes out with his name on the big screen and everybody gets a big pop. I think that's cool. Um, I think they're doing what they need to do with him. Um, as far as like a, a permanent play-by-play, -play, I mean, obviously Excalibur's there. Excalibur is a nerd that knows every move on earth. Um, knows every every Japanese wrestling hold that's like ever been used. Um, I think he does need a little seasoning as far as like actually transitioning a television program, like telling a story on the screen or transitioning between segments. He definitely needs some help with that, which I think is why Shivani's there with him. Mm -hmm. Um, personally, my favorite guy has always been Mauro Ronaldo. I don't think he's ever going to come back, but. Uh, to me, that guy's like the pinnacle of what a, a, a sports broadcaster that does fight sports should be. But uh, to answer the question, the original question, no. I don't think JR should retire. I think he should just kind of take a step back like he's doing now, and I think it's going to work itself out. 
Yeah, absolutely. So obviously, while he's been in AEW, he's obviously got a lot of stick for obviously using WWE names. Do you think that's a little bit too far anyway? I think it's funny. He <laughs> <laughs> talks about Ruby Riot coming out instead of Ruby Soho. Yeah, I mean, it's just it's funny. I mean, the, the internet's going to drag them because that's what the internet does. Any kind of imperfection that exists with anybody, they're going to drag somebody through the mud. But uh, lay off the guy, man. I mean, he's he's sixty some years old. He's an absolute legend. You know, if he messes up once in a while, it's not going to completely ruin the show. I don't think WWE is going to sue them. It's not. It's not that big of a deal. No, absolutely, absolutely. I mean, I, I've just said, give the guy a break. He's got the knowledge. Just let him do what he's going to do. Yeah, man. I mean, he's he's grandfathered in, literally. He's grandfathered into this business. So leave the guy alone. Let him do his thing as long as he wants. <laughs> yep, absolutely. So I, I really, I laugh every time I read this one. By the way, oh, what boy. are the ch- <laughs> what are the chances of John Cena making an appearance on AEW? Okay, so, <laughs> all right, you, you know I have to do this, Liam. I've got to yep. make a joke. He's there every week. You just can't see him. No, but uh, <laughs> yeah, that's your dad joke of the week. You, your guys are welcome for that. No, um, I zero. <laughs> okay. I mean, I guess it's one of those never say never things. But he's not going to appear in AEW. It's just not going to happen. He's ingrained in the WWE. He's already got one foot out the door. Uh, he's basically retired he just shows up once or twice a year to collect a check he's going to get a legends deal he's going to make millions of dollars off of t-shirts and hats when he shows up once a year at wrestlemania or SummerSlam wearing a new shirt and hat i don't see any reason for him to go to AEW. no i agree totally so do you think any big names might show up in AEW? obviously we know all the big names i think it's going to be less likely now to be honest with you um now that Vince is gone, Triple H is a very popular guy. I think a lot of those those talents that are floating out there, I think you're going to see Bray Wyatt back. You're seeing Karrion Cross come back already. I'd be willing to bet Gargano is going to come back. I think a lot of these guys that would have thought about going elsewhere are going to go back to the E now. I, I don't think they're going to go to AEW. Yeah, absolutely. We Obviously, there's many names. Obviously, Cross many appearance on SmackDown. Could uh, MGF be going? We do not know. MJF is, yeah, I mean, I, I don't know what's going on with them. I don't know if they're kayfabing everybody or if this is like a legitimate shoot. I don't know. I don't think anybody knows. And I haven't seen anybody even report or talk about it lately. So um, I still think eventually he'll end up back in AEW, but I would not be surprised at all if he sat out and showed up in WWE again, especially since Triple H is there. I think he's going to want younger, fresher talent. Uh, especially somebody who's really, really good on the microphone like he is. Yeah. Obviously, sticking with MGF a little bit, do you think he'll, let's say he goes to WWE, do you think he'll succeed there because we know what his character's like? Yes. Uh, I do think he'll succeed. Now, he's going to have to tone down his character a bit um, because I don't think they're going to let him get away with saying quite as much <laughs> as he said on AEW television, but... I think he's going to make it. Yeah. I mean, I, I do. I, his mic skills are fantastic. He's going to be very over as a heel. Um, I could see them maybe sticking him with uh, Cody, possibly, because they have worked together before. Um, I, I think he's going to do really well. Yeah. I, I do think eventually, if he doesn't get re-signed by AEW, he is going to show up in WWE, and I think he's going to excel. He's going to be one of those guys that's very over, that the fans are going to love to hate. Um yeah, 
I think he'd be very, very successful there. I think it would be almost like, not quite like Cody, but close. Yeah, we shall definitely see. I think his contract runs out in 2024, 2024, I think is what I've been hearing, but I, who knows? He's a private contract, so I don't, I don't know if anybody really knows for sure if they're speculating. Yeah, we shall uh, definitely see on that one. So the next question is, what does AEW do better than WWE? And what does WWE do better than AEW from a personal opinion? All right. So so here's my opinion on, on which company does better about which item. Um, mm-hmm. I think that AEW is better at actual in-ring wrestling. Um, mm-hmm. I think they they allow matches to be a lot more, a lot less controlled. I guess is kind of the best way to put it. An AEW show feels like it's a lot less controlled than a WWE show, so it feels like it's a little more open, it's more free, and it's more kind of anything goes, anything can happen, which kind of makes it a little more exciting, in my opinion. Now the WWE. Um, their presentation is a lot more tightly controlled. Like you don't see as many mistakes. Um, they ban a lot of moves. Uh, who knows? That might change now. The commentary is very tight. Again, that's going to change now. So all these things are kind of tentative. But um, I think the WWE is a much more controlled product, and I think AEW is a lot more kind of wild. Anything can happen on live TV product. Um, so I mean, it, it both. Sides kind of have their pros and cons. Um, I think the WWE looks a lot more polished and has a lot less mistakes and seems a lot more professional. Um, the booking might suck, but it seems more tight. Like, it, it fits in the segments better. Um, AEW, I think, like I said, is more free, more open. Uh, the booking is kind of sloppy, but the matches are better. Uh, the in-ring action is a lot more pleasant to watch. Um so, yeah, I mean, there's pros and cons to both. Yeah, absolutely. So, obviously, you saw the, obviously, with WWE, uh, two words have now been removed from their things which they're allowed to say, which is wrestler and wrestling. Now, yeah, I was that great. That, that's yeah. fantastic. I love that. I was a bit surprised at them two wrestlers, obviously. Uh, them, well, them two words were actually uh, they weren't allowed to say, but do we see more words coming off this little list? I, I tell you what, when I was watching SummerSlam, and I saw what was going on there with Paul Heyman going through the table and with the ring being flipped up and all that shit. I, I thought, I wonder if they're going to say that one of these guys went to a medical facility instead of a <laughs> hospital, or if they're going to start using the term hospital. <laughs> so, I don't know. I, I think that, um, you know, with the new regime in charge here, I think that we're going to have a lot less restrictions. I'm still waiting though. I want to see if they say the word hospital. Because we need to quit saying medical facility. That just sounds stupid. Yeah, absolutely. If, and if you do actually see that, please let me know. So I will put it on the next show. Dude, when I see it, I'm going to message you as soon as I see it. I'm like, Liam, they said a hospital. I'm not saying medical facility anymore. Yeah, we shall definitely see on that one. So a little more questions as we begin to wind down. Why does AEW create not create their own superstars instead of signing WWE wrestlers? Now, I was kind of a bit annoyed at this because they have actually um, created their own wrestlers. What do you reckon with us? Um, I, I think it's hard to create a star in this day and age uh, because, again, the casuals only watch WWE. So whenever you build a star in AEW, 
it's just kind of the internet wrestling fans that are seeing it. So are you really creating a star or you're just creating another wrestler that the internet likes? Um, I think that AEW's done a really good job building up uh, guys like Darby Allen. I think he's a star. Um, I know Hangman Page wrestled elsewhere, but he wasn't in WWE. I think AEW kind of gave him star power. Um, I mean, there's several guys that that I think have become stars. I, I think that uh, um, the female wrestlers, I think Britt Baker became a star in AEW. Um, there, there's several names that I think have done really well, that they've done a good job building up. But let's just be honest, like I said, it's harder to build stars whenever you just have a very small group to build from. And FN Wrestling points out Wardlow. Yes, thank you for that. I didn't think about him, but Wardlow's a star. Yeah, he's definitely, definitely a star. Uh, so they they have a handful of really good bona fide stars, but the 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 wrestlers that come from WWE they just have more cachet because people know who they are. They're already stars uh, in many cases. So like when you bring in like a Claudio Castagnoli, you know he's already a star because people already know who he is. Um, so it just kind of makes it a little easier to get a guy that's already established than to try to build up somebody from scratch. Um, especially when you just have hardcores watching. So I, I think that's the reason why you see a lot more former WWE talents now instead of uh, quote-unquote homegrown stars um, because they're just they're coming in, they're already over, they're established, they're great, their, their technical skills are fantastic, they don't have bad habits that they might have picked up in the independents. Um, it, it's, it's a little more of a turnkey operation when you do that. Yeah, and Joseph Graham said here because WWE signed everyone. I guess yeah. it is right on a point there because they did actually sign everyone. Yeah, I mean, WWE has been American wrestling for the past 20 years. Since WCW went out of business, basically, WWE has been the focal point of American wrestling. Uh, so the buck kind of starts there for everybody. Everybody makes up, goes up to WWE, does their time there. And then if they leave there, they move on to somewhere else, New Japan, now AEW Impact or whatever. So it's I kind of get irritated when I see people, oh, they only sign former uh, WWE guys. Well, who are they going to find? I mean, who are they going to pull out of their ass that's never worked for WWE? <laughs> Just about anybody that's anybody in the business has done a stint in WWE at some point. I don't think that's a negative. No, you, I think you're on point there because I think I can think of two wrestlers who's obviously in W in AEW and obviously has already been in WWE, like Britt Baker did a like a squash match. Scorpio Sky did the doctor thing with Kane, which I never actually knew. I actually feel a bit shocked with that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that, that, and you know, there's that famous. Uh, do you remember seeing the clip of MJF as a security guard that Samoa Joe shoves out of the way? <laughs> so, yeah, didn't. <laughs> Didn't he reenact that in one of the um, shows he did? Yeah. Yeah. They, they like kind of poked fun at that when he was doing an introduction on Dynamite. I'm pretty sure if I remember correctly. But yeah, I mean, that, there's a lot of instances of these guys <laughs> when the WWE would come to town and they would contact a local indie promoter that they're friendly with and say, hey, do you have any guys, any workers that can come in and be extras here? And they would come in and be your security guards or your doctors or your lawyers or whatever. <laughs> yep absolutely so next question is what happens if AEW fails to beat WWE now this is kind of like expanding on the question from earlier um I think that we would go back to the WWE basically being a monopoly and 
putting the foot off of the gas pedal and uh, creatively getting lazy. And we would kind of go back to 2010. <laughs> I think that's kind of what we would get. Um, I hope that AEW sticks around because competition is key in any business, any facet of business you look at, whether it's professional wrestling or industry or whatever, you've got to have competition because it, it keeps the quality of the product high and it keeps the price of the product low because the companies are trying to compete with each other. So it's very healthy and it's something that's very needed. Um, so I, I sincerely hope that AEW can continue being a strong number two um, because we, we need it. As fans, we need it. Yeah, we do. I fully agree with that totally. So Joseph Graham's just says here, for a while, WWE only signed ROH guys. So that is kind of true because if you think about it, a lot of the guys in WWE did actually make the name in ROH. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and it was kind of before they, they really had a really super strong developmental um, they kind of used Ring of Honor as their developmental in a way. Uh, they they looked to guys in Ring of Honor uh, like Seth Rollins, um, you know Kevin Owens, guys like that, and uh, they said, "Hey, these guys are established. They've been on TV. They know how to work. Uh, they know how television production works. Uh, let's bring them in, teach them the WWE style, and put them on television." So yeah, I mean that there there are a lot of ring of honor guys that went to the WWE and flourished and did really well. And, um, you know, I, I think ring of honor made the WWE better for several years. I really do. I, I don't think that the WWE would be in the position it is now if ring of honor hadn't built up some of those guys. True comment, true comment. So we've got a little question here from Aaron. Has anyone seen my toothbrush? You know, I, I've seen this as kind of a recurring theme on, on, on some of the shows here in the F and Western Network. Um, you know, it, 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 is this a, a common thing? What what did he do with his toothbrush? What is the story here? Can you give me the inside here, William? We can't find it. So <laughs> we, we don't know where he's put it. It could be literally anywhere. We're trying to find it. So Was, is, it, was it one of these deals like, uh, I, do you remember Regal on Dynamite was talking about taking like Jericho's toothbrush and sticking it up his ass and then putting it back in the Jericho's luggage? It, 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 did this happen? Did you do this? Did you do this I, did, I did not do such thing. No. <laughs> okay, well, I, I don't know. I, I've seen that pop up several times. I was kind of curious about it. But no, yeah. I, I'm sorry. I don't have your toothbrush. <laughs> oh, dear. That breaks me every single time. I have no <laughs> idea why. <laughs> oh, dear. So we've got one last question, actually, for the, the show. So this has obviously been mentioned a few times. Would we ever see an interpromotional match between WWE and AEW? In the Vince era, no. Uh, in the Triple H era, probably not, but I wouldn't say it's impossible. Um, it just depends. I, I I think that if Triple H could see a benefit to it, um, I think they would be open to doing it. But the WWE has been a very closed ecosystem forever. Mm -hmm. <laughs> they, just, they just don't. I know Vince used to co-promote back in the day. He used to work with New Japan a little bit back in like the 80s and the early 90s. And All Japan, I think they did some some work with them back in the day. I just don't think that's going to happen now. I, I think they're kind of a closed ecosystem. Uh, I doubt it's going to happen. I'd like to see it happen, but I think there would be issues with booking the show because I think that the WWE would only want their guys to go over. 
And I think that it could be an issue where two companies that are on American television, uh, they're going to be afraid that their television partner is going to say, well, why are you having your guys lose to this competing television company's wrestling promotion? And I think it's just going to cause a lot of issues. I, I don't see it happening. Yeah, that's a great thing to end on. Obviously, it's been mentioned a few times. I kind of agree. I don't think it would work. And I also don't think it worked because of the styles. Would you agree with that one? Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, a Roman Reigns main event is, well, a typical WWE main event is a lot of kind of slow brawling around the ring, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, that's kind of the Vince McMahon formula of a main event is big guys that throw decent-looking punches and brawling around the ring and slamming heads on the table and that kind of stuff. And obviously, AEW's presentation, wrestling-wise, stylistically, is a lot different than that. You know, it's a lot wilder, weapons, blood, a lot of movement, a lot of high diving, high spots. So, yeah, I do think there would be a styles clash there. I mean, it, it, just imagine Hangman Page against Roman Reigns. I mean, it it would be a major styles clash. It really would. Yeah, and I think that's a great thing to end on. So, obviously, that wraps today's show up. As always, Mr. Isaacs, thank you so much for being part of the magic. Thank you for having me on, man. If I could plug a couple of things here. Um, Go ahead. I got hit up by this uh, this Canada Dry fellow um, who, who kind of looks like this Aaron guy that lost his toothbrush. I, I don't know, but I'm going to be on with him August 17th. We're, we're going to be on at 10 p.m. Eastern time. We're going to review AEW Dynamite. So I'm looking very forward to that. I just want to throw that out there for the and wrestling community. Uh, tune in on that night. Hear me talk to Mr. Dry about uh, some AEW. I'm looking forward to that. And uh, I, I look forward very much to making this kind of a recurring thing with you, Liam. If you want to do this once a month or whatever, if you need me to be a pinch hitter for filling in, I'm more than happy to do it if I'm available, man. I really appreciate being on here. Um, you know, I've got my Twitch channel, Twitch TV, twitch.tv slash Mr. I6. I play a lot of games on there. You can come watch me and chat with me. Um and uh, I think that's it for now. Awesome. Awesome. So don't forget you can head to prowrestlingtees.com forward slash wrestling. Slap a shirt on your back. You can also head to wrestling.com. We're always putting a lot of stories tomorrow. Um, well, a lot of stories on the thing from literally everything across wrestling. And don't forget, you can head it, tune into all Effing Wrestling show tomorrow as they talk about. Actually, I don't even know what they're talking about. Some of, uh, <laughs> sorry, wrestling, right? Yeah. Yeah. Wrestling. <laughs> It's something to do with yeah, Brett Hart, but yeah, wrestling and what you do with your toothbrush. Yes, like proper placement and and keeping of a toothbrush. Yep, absolutely. We should definitely find it. Don't forget to like, share, and subscribe. And I will see you all in the next one. Magic Man out, and remember, just keep fighting.